Welcome to the Makeover Your Mindset Podcast. I'm Cassie McKenzie. Think of me as your BFF for manifestation and high vibe mindset makeovers. It's my personal mission to turn your inspiration into action so you can be, do, and have everything you've ever dreamed of having in life. This podcast will focus a ton on creating fulfilling relationships with money, friends, and soulmates, and inspire you to have fun so you can live the most extraordinary life you've ever imagined. If you're ready to take to the next step, then you've come to the right place. Thanks again for joining me. Now let's begin. Welcome back for another episode of the Makeover Your Mindset podcast. I have a very special treat for you today, and um, as you all know, I'm Cassie McKenzie. I am a money coach for women who want to really up-level their lives and pay off debt, build up their savings, travel the world, and it goes right into who our guest is today. So Amanda Silvas is a a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's a teacher and a speaker that um, loves to coach women to uncover the next chapter of their lives. I was looking at all of your speak. I, I stumbled over speaker cause I was like, Oh my God, like world renowned speaker because you have done so much like, and been featured in so many places. I was I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so honored to be able to interview you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is just such a gift. So I am really, really like curious, like when I read your bio, like the thing that really stuck out was like helping women to uncover that next chapter of their life. I feel like, I mean, I just turned 41 and mm-hmm. I worked in corporate America for 20 years. And there's a lot of people that I worked with who are stuck or who feel like their options are minimal, you know, like they only see a little teeny bit. And it's like, there's a whole world outside of, of that, like so many possibilities outside of just a job that sucks your soul, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's hard. And a lot of what I see women and men suffer with is this concept of right and wrong Mm -hmm. or that there's a right choice and that there's a wrong choice. And I think what helps makes us feel stuck is that we're worried that we're going to make a wrong choice and Mm -hmm. we're wavering on what's right for us. When everything outside of us is actually neutral. You give it meaning. So there's no right and wrong. There's just is. And a lot of people have a hard time leaning in and trusting because they want to make decisions really logically, but what they're feeling is more emotional and it's more intuitive. And we're not really taught when we're younger to listen to that gut, to listen to that, that truth that's coming from within. We're taught to think about things logically in black and white and right and wrong. So it's no wonder that people feel lost, they feel stuck, they're worried about making the right or wrong choice, they're worried about making the wrong decision and wasting time and they don't wanna go backwards and then you're just stuck in this this pattern and you are saying the same things to yourself. Yes, I totally get that because what I found a lot and what I see, you know, like if you're like me, you're in a lot of these groups on Facebook and you see people asking questions and, you know, like for instance, I saw one today where somebody said, you know, I has it, now that we've taken this digital course making class, like who's actually made one and put it out and like all of this, all of the responses on the string, it was like, oh yeah, I'm, 
I've got one I put together and it was like from 17 weeks ago or whatever, you know, and people are just so waiting for that perfect moment to like to launch something or perfect moment to make that decision and waiting for circumstances to be like ideal and they're never really going to be ideal. Like for me starting make over your mindset, I just, something told me that I wanted to have a podcast, I guess, because like, I don't really have a lot of time to sit and write things out, you know, and I'm, I'm more of a talker being in sales, but I've never done anything like this before. But you know, about six months, six, I guess nine months ago now, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. You know, like, I don't know who's going to listen to me, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then it's like evolved so much. And if I'd have waited, like, I just knew that if I waited until, you know, I had more people on Instagram or this or that or the other, like having 47 episodes already published by now was more important to me than you know, having everything be perfect because sometimes I feel like if you're too perfect, you scare people away (laughs) too. (laughs) I am definitely someone that, that struggles with perfectionism. And it's really interesting because I had an author on, in one of my self-love Facebook groups, I have a private Facebook group. You just have to click join to get in and I'll accept you. Um, and that link is like in my Instagram bio, if anyone happens to want to join, And I had a lady on yesterday who is an upcoming author. She just released a book called Addicted to Perfect. And we were talking about these exact same things, all about perfectionism. And I realized, I already knew this about myself, that I'm an overachiever. I like things a certain way. I'm kind of a perfectionist that it holds me back. And I knew these things. But when she went over a lot of the signs and symptoms, I just thought, whoa, this this is something I definitely struggle with and I get better. But at the next chapter, because there's a, there's always a glass ceiling to shatter. There's always, you're always going to start maxing out your space. Then you're going to have to go to the next and it's going to require a different part of yourself. And all of those past things that you thought you battled and were gone, they're going to reemerge at a whole nother level and a whole nother chapter for you to battle out again. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel myself again, rising to that next level and really coming over beating over perfectionism and how to embrace it and recognizing that this exists and it's okay. And that I am worthy and enough to have the things that I want and that, you know, done really is better than perfect. And a lot of what I've noticed in myself and a lot of what I've noticed in other people is that we're motivated in either one or two ways. We're either internally motivated or we're externally motivated Mm -hmm. Um, where we need certain types of accountability And how I kind of break this down is either pain or pleasure. Mm -hmm. I know that I am pain motivated where like I like, there's like the deadline approaching and because the deadline's approaching, I I need to get it done. Right. The pain part of me, if I don't do this, what will happen? I might look like a failure. I won't meet my deadline. Like people aren't going to be able to get access to this. Like, Whatever it is that you said you're going to do, and now the pain's outweighing you not taking action. Right. So that's the motivator. Where my husband is pleasure motivated. And he can okay, see Aren't that. they all? I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> so he's, he tends to be pleasure motivated where he can picture and envision something that he wants as a byproduct of him doing this certain thing. So let's say it's starting a course, because you had used that as an example. 
where he can picture and envision the amount of people he's going to impact and what's going to be the outcome and the cause. And that's going to drive him forward. And he doesn't need anything outside of him to hold him accountable. He puts it on his calendar. He says he's going to do it and he's going to show up for it. Mm -hmm. Or the person that's more pain oriented, they're like, okay, November 1st, I'm going to do this course. And it's like October 28th. And they're like, oh my gosh, I need to get something together. So you're staying up all night and you're sprinting to the finish line. And you're just like, why do I do this to myself over and over and over again? Yeah. That's the pain motivated person. So if you know, like you're more this way, setting up higher accountability and stronger deadlines is going to really help you. Right. Right. That deep, deep why as to what, why do you want it? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that seem to be pain motivation are like pulled to the finish line. Yes. 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 Okay. So that could be, that could be an issue as well. Not only of like the fear, but of how you're motivated. So when you know how you're motivated and you know the certain tendencies, this all comes through self-awareness, which is the foundational key and practicing mindfulness to know what you need in the moments and to notice your tendencies and your patterns repeating themselves. Mm-hmm. So the pleasure would be more internally motivated versus pain is externally motivated then right? that's where it tends to be yeah it tends now you can have someone that's pain motivated that they put it on the calendar and they'll make it happen but they're just gonna wait till the last minute but yeah. it's very very unlikely right right yeah I think gosh my self-awareness I always thought I was pretty self-aware <laughs> I think I'm, I'm more on the pleasure side for sure yeah. In my corporate job though, I would probably go for pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, it definitely is situational as well. Yeah. <laughs> people saying, Oh, I'm extrovert or introvert. I, it yeah. tends to start to become more situational. Exactly. Yeah. I think in that, that past career you were talking about me with, you didn't really love it. So of course you're going to wait till the last minute because right. there's nothing really pulling you forward that you're looking forward to. Spence reports, no, that was a pain thing for sure. <laughs> Can we just avoid it until like Amex isn't going to get paid and then I'll have to do a late fee and then I'll have to call them in and negotiate whether or not they're going to allow me to not have to pay a late fee. <laughs> yes. Gosh, yeah, that was just the worst. I'm so glad I can like hire someone to do like the financial side. You can't do that when you work for corporate and you're doing expense reports. <laughs> There's not a lot of that you can outsource, but it is nice as yeah. that's a whole nother ballgame too, as being an entrepreneur and the perfectionist is like peeling back the fingers on like your grip and like letting go slowly, but surely and having people help you with your vision. Right. Because people aren't going to do it the way you want it to be done. And then you're just like, I'm going to have to spend time explaining what I want done and then I'm going to have to spend money on it and da, 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 da. And it's just this ongoing pattern. But then it's like, okay, what is my goal? What is my outcome? What, why do I want this? What's the why to my why? What's, and just constantly finding that, that deep rooted purpose as to why is your mission important? Why is your impact important? Mm -hmm. And if you're pain driven, start thinking of all the reasons if you don't do this. Yeah. If you're pleasure driven, you're going to think of all the reasons that what you're doing right now is going to help you in the future. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the FOMO. 
Well, the fear of missing out comes from that. It comes it stems from perfectionism, but it also stems from that people pleasing. Yeah. Us really wanting to be liked, and if we have a fear of missing out on something, that comes from that that people pleasing, needing to be liked, and and you're not wanting to miss out on opportunities, you're not wanting to miss out on other people, and you're living in a scarcity mindset, which I'm sure you talk about this a lot as it relates to money. Mm-hmm. You're living more of a scarcity and a lack of, and what's the universe going to give you more of? That, exactly. Yeah. Scarcity and a lack of. Situations, yep. Where if you believe that there's more opportunities going to come around the corner, yes, that FOMO starts to release. Totally. Yeah. You can really help. Like even buying this house, we, there were a lot of things that happened that we had to like go through because it's an older home. It was in the fifties. So there's like, you know, a lot of things that came up on an inspection you have to make sure are okay before moving forward. Right. So And I just kept holding the vision of like, this feels like the right thing to do, but there's always another house that's going to be out there, you know, rather than be coming from that, oh my God, there's no other places out there right now. What are we going to do? And then freaking out and it doesn't do, it's just such a waste of energy. And I feel like, you know, five years ago, the old me would have probably, you know, steamrolled ahead or whatever, you know what I mean? But like now... I, that's what I teach my clients. Like, just think if it's not, this is something better. You know, if this doesn't work, if you don't get this job, it means there's another better one or there's another circumstance that's coming up that you're going to need to take advantage of. And you can't do it if you have that job right now. You know, so many times people just look at like, it's some, uh, what is it? Like a linear type thing or like a one dimensional way. Right. So they look at well, I have to have this job because I have to have money, but they think the money is going to bring them all the happiness or all the joy and all the freedom, but not if you're in the, the wrong job with the wrong people and the wrong situation, right? You know, like if it's not people who respect you, if you're getting paid, you know, $13 an hour instead of $30 an hour, you know, or just taking anything out there to me, it's no different than dating some guy that you know is going to be a total asshole and then marrying him and being like, well, he was the only one available at the time. <laughs> you know, like you kind of got yourself in a pickle there. <laughs> well, that even comes down to one, what you believe is out there and then what you feel worthy of receiving. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That comes down all to your programming. Yes. And the consciousness around that those are your, your beliefs. Right. And beliefs are meant to be challenged. Mm -hmm. I had literally, I had an amazing professor when I was in college and he was just like game changers of professors. Like, I don't know about you or any, any of your listeners, but when I went to college, I just had this thought, I'm going to crisscross paths with an amazing professor or teacher. I'm going to take a class that's just going to change my life. I always thought that, and I couldn't wait. And I ended up having a professor when I got to my junior year. He was so, so brilliant and just cared so much about his students. And he's still in in my life today, in both my husband and I's lives. When I came to his class, the very first thing he said is, I want you to unlearn everything that you've learned. Wow. And last year, it was a kinesiology class. So I majored um, in kinesiology, which is in with health sciences, and you're really learning about the brain and you're learning about the body and how they connect. And um, I can't remember exactly what his class was. It was related to that, but it was basically life. He just taught about life. 
And he said, unlearn everything that you've learned. And in this class, we're going to challenge your beliefs. Right. I'm going to challenge your values. You're going to actually start thinking for yourself because the past whatever years you've been told what to think, what where to, to be, think. Yeah. Be, what's right, what's wrong. And I'm going to help you to figure out what's right for you, what's wrong for you, what are your beliefs. So if your beliefs are, you know, all men are assholes. Right. <laughs> and I can't find any good guys in my city. Right. Well, gee, I wonder what you're going to attract and I wonder what you're going to see out in the world. Yeah. Have yeah. a belief that there are amazing men out there and that the opportunity is going to present itself when it's meant to. You mm -hmm. might see more opportunities around you in the exact same city, but with a different belief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always say, you know, because I manifested my husband completely. There's no real reason why we would have ever been in the same city at that same time, right? And so, but I, in, the, in the months leading up to it, I remember being at bars with my friends and everyone, like I was the only one that would say things like, yeah, there's actually good men out there, you know, they're there somewhere, right? Or people would look at other couples like that were happy and get jealous about it or catty about it. And I'm like, you guys, like that is in front of you because it's proof that that you can have it too. Like this is the universe sending you a signal that you are in the presence of that happening in your reality. So like you're next basically in line, right? If you open up to it and you are, you know, switch and lock into those new beliefs, then you can shift yourself into manifesting a perfect relationship for yourself too. And like the same goes for money. You know, like if you look at the people who have some sort of mixed up belief down, you know, under that says, you know, you're going to be evil if you have money or you're going to, you know, you need to be guilty if you want more money than what you already have. Like if you're making $80,000 and you want to go into six figures, then you're, you know, you're being greedy for wanting to do that. Like, who are you to want to do that? You know, if you've got that going on underneath and you're not thinking, oh, you know, like these, the, the people who have a lot of money that are around me are examples of what's possible for me too, right? Then you're going to be pushing it away your whole entire life. Yeah. And I believe that money is a reflection of a lot of different, how we show up in our, a lot of different ways in our life. And it, you can even break it down to your relationship with money can be a mirror, a mirror to how your relationship with yourself is. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because how you tend to do one thing is how you tend to do everything. Yes. I just wrote that down today on like a future <laughs> Insta post. I honestly did. I, oh man, I love that quote, but it's so true. It really it's, is. It, it really is. And Something uh, I read a few books that was really eye-opening for me that were really eye-opening for me when I started really diving into money and my husband and I really started taking running our business seriously and really starting to set up goals because in the beginning you're just trying things out and you're seeing if it's going to work you're going to put yourself out there and then you start making some money and you start making some momentum you're like whoa we got something here now let's go all in with it. Now we need to be serious about this. Now we need to hire an accountant. We have to hire a bookkeeper and we need to do these things. And it's interesting how your past programming starts to come up. Mm -hmm. So many things start to mirror about whether you're worth it or not, whether that's even possible for you to make six figures or seven figures. And if you haven't seen it modeled around you, then of course your limiting beliefs are going to come up. Right. Uh, that's possible for you or 
a lot of my situations when I was younger and what I see modeled and I still hear to this day within my family is that money's temporary that this isn't always going to last. So what do you think is in the back of my mind, a belief that this situation in general, this money isn't going to last forever. Right. And yeah, I get that. But also that's more in a lack versus yes, but there's even more coming. Yeah. Versus yeah. that this is only going to last so long and then we're going to be done with it or it's going to be gone versus right. thinking there's going to be more attracting. So the, um, um, that asset making money was, is really good and doing the, all the exercises. I really love the one where you write a letter to money as if it's a friend Yeah, and you're writing it as a friend. And I just thought, Whoa, that, that was extremely, extremely eye opening. And then the book, a secret of a millionaire mind. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic read. I've gone through that sucker again and again and again. And he just constantly talks about worth as it relates to money. And I, I've done a lot of self-love challenges. I've had over a thousand women do some of my programs and I decided to switch the self-love to self-worth yeah. and equal weight it with the concepts of money that he taught in it and did a five day challenge as it related to self-worth right. on the basis of what he taught in that book around money. So when I say they mirror each other, oh my God, they mirror each other. Right. Cause it all goes back to love, right? It's how much you love yourself. You respect yourself. Right. So like if you are, I remember like for me personally, I, I made six figures very early on in life in my job. And this goes exact ties in with exactly what you were saying. Then I, um, I was at Johnson and Johnson for almost 10 years. And at the very end of that 10 years, my manager got fired and they brought this lady in who like literally made like my life was like a living hell. I, I mean, it was already like the job I was in at the end was just like not the best match because it was a offshoot of the medical sales I had been doing. It was more like capital equipment and it, it was a whole new like animal. But then the lady who came in was like, oh, what's the word for it? Like just really like negative about everything and sort of like a bully about a lot of stuff. Right. And it, like I was a people pleaser, like to the max back then and didn't know how to like stand up for myself. And, you know, I'd never been in a situation like that. I'd always been like really highly respected. So when I got laid off from that job, like my self-worth like plummeted mm -hmm. and I got my real estate license and I think I made like $200. <laughs> and then I took a job making 49,000 a year just because I was like, I'll do anything, you know, like, I'll make, so I started back down at the bottom and then instead of like, I remember fully, like as you're talking, this really peaked into like the past in the secrets of a millionaire mind too. But when I was starting out of college, I knew how great my work was and how it was worthy of me getting highly compensated. That was validated by the people who I worked for and then just replicated. So my confidence, my worthiness, like took on more responsibility, like went on and up and up and up, like really high regarded. And then I allowed myself to just flush it down the toilet and start at the bottom where I started asking for permission to make more money pretty much. Right. So like I would interview for other jobs and be like, um, yeah. So I talked to the recruiter and I used to make like 98,000 a year, but, um, right now I'm at 40 and they're like, 
there's no way that you can move up to six figures again. Like maybe we could get you like a 10% or 20% bump maybe, but you're going to have to like start at the bottom. So I was, and then that was reinforcing, like, you're not that worthy anymore. Right. So it was, it's so crazy. The mind games that we can allow ourselves to play and put up with instead of, you know, looking for permission to make six figures, right? Like I allowed, I allowed the, like the recruiters to embed a new belief really quickly, which Tony Robbins is right. Change can happen in an instant. <laughs> but I remember like pretty much asking for permission to be included in the club again, right? Instead of when I got hired and I made that shift in my last job here, I I hadn't made six figures in probably like 10 years. I'd still been like hovering around like 65 ish. And after having my daughter, I was like, you know, screw this. I am not going back to corporate America and leaving my babies at home. If I like, I'm not going to do that for less than six figures. Like my time and these kids are worth more to me than you know, like going back to that. And I decided I was worth that much and decided my time was worth that much. And what do you think? Like, I literally said, I want to make 95,000 a year or else I'm not taking the job. There was no evidence that that was going to happen because everything on Glassdoor said their salaries were around 45 and 50. And I was just like, I'm not doing that again. No way. Uh, uh. So when I was offered that amount, like, the exact amount, $95,000 to start. And then there's like bonus structure out the wazoo from there. I was like, Oh my God. Like I totally, it's, it is an instant shift, right? It's an instant, like you decide, you decide what you want. And then it comes because you are so in conviction that that's how it's going to be. You don't have any energetic availability for anything less. Right. So, yeah. well, it's the, or when you were saying, a change can happen in an instant. It's because there's so much emotion embedded to that situation or to that memory or to that moment to where in your brain, this is why your brain is neuroplastic where yeah. it can't change and it can be molded because there's only so much human growth factor to hold on to a neuron in yeah. your brain. And that growth factor holds on to things that are most emotional for you of your memories and of your beliefs and of your truths. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to embed a new command, that's more emotional, regardless if it's positive or negative, it's going to start sticking onto there a little bit stronger because there's only so much to go around and there's only so much like your hand can hold on to in essence. So if you've got five fingers, there's only so much your five fingers can hold on to. So it's going to hold on to the strongest belief. It's going to hold on to the strongest memory because those strong memories have attached emotion to them. Mm -hmm. anything that happened emotional, whether it's an emotional high or an emotional low or a pivotal moment in your life, mm -hmm. you're going to hold on to those memories. The things that were nonchalant, maybe someone said a compliment to you and it just went right out the door. Like you're not going to hold on to that and really embed that belief. Yeah. But over time you can start reconditioning that over and over and over again. And I know that this money mindset, self-love, helping you develop awareness around you is what's going to, in essence, help reprogram that belief system yeah. that yes, you are worth it. Yes, you can make that amount of money. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's possible versus the other beliefs that are there. Like, who am I to do this? Everyone else around here isn't making that. So that's not going to be possible. 
right? Like there's all of these other beliefs that you're going to have to reprogram and overdo. And that's where that emotion comes into play. It really does. And that's why I think Tony calls them incantations to where you make these statements incredibly emotional. And that's why, so when I do them, I call them empowering truths. I don't call them affirmation or I am statements. And now these are truths that you want to adopt into your life. Yeah. And they, they, and we start to embed the why behind your why behind your why to where it becomes so emotional for you and it starts to pull you forward. And these become your new empowering truths about yourself. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be emotion there. Yeah. And most of the time it comes back to, especially you have kids, it's going to come back to your kids. Like you want a better life for them. Mm-hmm. And so then you're going to start standing up for yourself and set boundaries around what you're going to say yes to and what is a hell no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the why to the why to the why. And some people, that's where you're going to find if you're more pleasure driven or if you're more pain driven. Mm-hmm. Right. The why to the why of your pain is going to be because you don't want to be in this situation anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because you're sick and tired of X, Y, and Z. Right. You, like, like you have hit rock bottom and there's, you're done. Yeah. So unfulfilled that that's the pain where the pleasure is. I want to go to Bali. (laughs) I don't want to be held down. I want to say what I'm going to be making and I want to have a a decision in it. I want to see my kids go to a great school and live in a great area. I want to give them everything that they deserve. That's the pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. I love that though. Cause it's so true. It's so true now. Okay. You, I want to hear what are your favorite methods for rewiring and reprogramming? Um, you know, aside from these empowering to, so for everyone that's listening, you know, basically what we're saying here is that a list of affirmations that you half-heartedly <laughs> repeat like a few times a week, are probably going to take a while to manifest or change and like get your dream life. But if you can, this is, you know, I talk a lot about quantum manifesting, right? And quantum manifesting goes into embodying that version of you, like that six figure version of you that's looking back and is feeling abundant, you know, like feeling like a leader, feeling, you know, with all that, however that looks for you and, Mm -hmm that includes emotions. Cause right. If you're at that six figure mark, you probably wouldn't be crying about debt. You'd be like, Oh, I keep making more and more money every day. And my debt keeps getting lower and lower every day. Right. So that's just one example. So adding, I think the empowering truths or incantations and things where you add the feelings into the statements and really embody your power. Right. Um, gosh, they just, it's, completely creates that limitless future for you and can change any situation like in sales calls even you know if you're sitting outside an interview about to go in and you've got 10 things that you need to say so that you basically tell yourself what a badass you are (laughs) right and then it starts to change you at that cellular level or you know at the neurological level right so other way uh, you know the other things especially with NLP, like, Mm -hmm. is it mainly NLP techniques or can you expand around like your favorite, you know, reprogramming methods for changing beliefs and, you know, changing lives? 
Yeah. So a lot of what I do is rooted in science and neuroscience more specifically. And I combine a lot of psychology principles and components to what I do. Um, I'm more of a research science-y type of person. Like it's great that you can tell me how to manifest, but I want to know how, and I want to know why, and I want to know where it came from. And because I'm like that, I tend to teach that way. Yeah. So a lot of what I do is rooted in that science to where I'm going to explain to you what I'm doing. It may seem a little bit more spiritual and you may see like, oh, this is positive and uplifting, but I'm going to explain to you the science behind it. Yeah. And that way there's, there's no negotiating around it. Like this is true and it's proven. And some things that I do have an NLP technique to them, which I'll help cover. But a lot of what I do is we go back to your thoughts, condition your emotions, Mm -hmm. which condition how you're going to act, which condition the results of your life and AKA your destiny. So then if everything originates from your thoughts, what comes before those? It's your programming. It's the makeup of who you are as on the, of this person, of this being on this planet in this society. And that involves your past self that involves your beliefs, your values, how you were raised in your environment, your experiences, any trauma, any emotional memories that you have there, anything that you've tucked under the rug and pretended it didn't exist, old patterns, old habits, whether they're good or bad, that makes up who you are. And that is your programming. So in order to go back and redo that programming of what I was talking about with there's only so much growth factor going on on that neuron to hang on, we got to, we got to go in there and heal some of those past memories to where they don't have as much emotional weight over you anymore. So that way we can make room for new empowering truths and new ways of being. And one technique, this comes from NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming is visual auditory or kinesthetic. And there's different ways to figure out, but the most simplistic is, and this is why I say vision boards don't always work because not everyone's visual. Right. So if you're visual, that means you need to see it. Like you get expired by the things that you see. And so people that have vision boards, they'll cut out magazines or they'll Photoshop themselves and they want to see it. And that really pulls them and it motivates and it inspires. Mm-hmm. Or your auditory, you need to hear things. Or you need to speak it out loud and you need to hear yourself. This goes even deeper if you're auditory internal or if you're auditory external. Internal, you need to hear your own voice. External, you need to hear something outside of you like a podcast. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this podcast was so great. I'm inspired. I'm going to go. And then that just lasts, you know, till the next day. Mm -hmm. And it's almost how you figure out another motivation strategy for you. Then there's kinesthetic, which is physicalness, your physical body. So maybe you need to dance. Maybe you need to set up an emotion, a body trigger for yourself where you touch your fingers or you touch your chest. And some people have a combination. It's very normal to have a combination of visual and auditory, or maybe there's, you need to say something out loud as you're doing a physical trigger of some sort. So I combine that when I'm reconditioning a new thought and belief, especially people that have issues with anxiety that constantly come up. Or let's say you're going for a job interview and you feel imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're going to interview somebody else on your podcast and you feel like, oh my gosh, they have way more followers than me. Who am I to be talking to them? They're an author. They're this, you know, or you're about to do a sales call with a client and you're just like, okay, I raised my rates. Who am I to be offering $5,000 for a product? Right. So when those thoughts come up or any anxiety comes up, 
something I would work with people is if you are kinesthetic and you need a physical trigger, I'm just going to use an example I've used with my client recently. What we do is we've developed a few empowering truths that we, she wants to say to herself of I am capable, I am worthy, I have something important to say. So she takes a deep breath and she touches her fingers together and she does three deep breaths and then she repeats her statements to herself and closes her eyes and then after she's done her three deep breaths and she's repeated her statements, she releases her fingers and that's her trigger to like calm herself and enter the present moment and what she wants to be grounded in. Now, other people might need sticky notes all over their mirror and need to do mirror work to see it physically. And they want to embody and their shoulders get taller as they read their statements and they look at them and they see themselves and they're like, damn, you look good today. Look at you and they talk themselves up. Other people, I've had them record, record themselves saying their empowering truths, yeah. recorded themselves like describing who their future self is and everything that they want to create. And that inspires them as they listen to it in the car on their way to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then once we figure out what these empowering truths are and we figure out your truest self, what it is that you want to create, we start putting boundaries around it. Mm -hmm. And that we can figure out is what's in your environment that's serving you and not serving you as it relates to this person. Yeah. We set up non-negotiables. So then we're programming and priming your environment because your environment is the most crucial thing. And I pretty much just help people start standing up for themselves all over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In essence. So long story short, there's a lot of things that I do to help people reprogram, but the visual auditory and kinesthetic, once you know your, your style, it'll help you and it'll feel more authentic and genuine instead of saying like, Oh, I need to go make a vision board, but then I never look at it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're auditory. Maybe you need to record some things, you know? Maybe you need a dance in the morning and that helps get you in the groove and maybe you like to meditate. Like they're, they're so different. And that's, I have a motto of do it like you, but in order to do it like you, you have to discover who you are. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know, I, um, once you can discover that for yourself, like this, this whole technique can be app, it can be applied to so many areas of your life. So like, if you're having communication issues like with your significant other or your husband, you feel like he doesn't ever hear you. Like if you can figure out how you communicate and you can figure out what his, you know, predominant, whether he's like my husband, he's auditory. So we used to like fight back because I'm like a auditory digital, but like he's sort of visual and auditory. But when it, we'd get in arguments because I'd be like, I feel like this and you're making this and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it was all like the, definitely not speaking his language, but instead I started to say things like, oh, well, I see what you're saying and, you know, look at it this way. And, you know, like, I mean, all these words that you might resonate more with, which is exactly what Amanda's talking about with um, speaking in your language so you can hear yourself better and mm -hmm. make bigger, you know, quantum leaps in your life. Well, it, especially in relationships. And when my husband and my husband does similar work to me, he's a peak performance coach, mindset specialist, and he has his whole brand be that 1%. That was my basis. And we had built a podcast in 70 different countries. And that's where we hit six figures first was in that brand and business. And I was like that 20 woman that I was wearing that, that one woman wearing 20 different hats he was the talent and I was building him and building the business. And then what happens is you 
go so hardcore nurture mode or so hardcore business mode and helper that you start to feel unfulfilled. Yeah. And I call these shadows where being a nurturer is beautiful, but carried to the extreme can be a shadow. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of inner work that I had to do there. And I just realized there's just a lot um, of leadership in my background. And this was the primary point where I wasn't impacting. I wasn't mentoring. We were doing a lot of fulfilling work on his side of things, but I wasn't feeling as fulfilled and we run a business together. Mm-hmm. So I had no boundaries around business, um, business partners, relationship, lover, friend, nothing. It all blended into each other. So you can imagine where the, the, the communication was off. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine the pain point. And when you are with someone like that all the time and things bleed into each other and your business partners and life partners and relationship partners, communication is essential. But in order to communicate, you have to really know how you feel and what you need so that you can bring a hundred percent to the 50% of the equation. And what people don't realize it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred percent of your 50%. And if you're not doing the inner work and they're not doing the inner work, someone is going to be overcompensating. And that's where the resentfulness comes. That's where the miscommunication, that's where someone feels they may be giving more in this relationship than they're getting. Is that compensating? And most people would rather be unhappy in a relationship than truthful about a situation and actually speak up. Yeah, for sure. And that just goes down a whole other rabbit hole. (laughs) I know, I know. I feel like there's so much. Gosh, it's it's not just NLP, you guys. There's so much more that goes into all of it. But like... You know, I think that's where a lot of the fear of the unknown comes in too, right? Like in the relationships or staying, thinking that a relationship is unfulfilling and that one side is doing all the bad stuff, right? When, I mean, you just reminded me of something we learned in, you know, our practitioner training about communication isn't 50-50, it's 100%, 100%, right? Yeah. So you've got to like take you got to act like you are at cause of the reason why you guys aren't really getting along or you're not communicating well, because there's always a way to try to communicate into their style to get them to understand you. So then they can communicate in your style too, right? (laughs) Yes. So some, so this is a concept I actually learned while I was in school with that professor I was telling you about. And one thing he said, he goes, when you're in an argument, with a significant other, or you're trying to help them see a situation, or you're not meeting eye to eye, in that moment, you have to decide as a friendship or as a family or as lovers, what you're going to put first in value. Are you going to value this relationship or are you going to value winning your way of thinking and being? Because again, it all, every person's different. You have different beliefs and values and you're raised differently and programmed differently. So you may not see eye to eye on everything, but when you, put the relationship first and say, I value this relationship more than I value winning. And I want to seek to understand, let me see how I can help understand this situation. It comes from more of a loving place instead of this boom, 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 headbutting, masculine driven place where we balance that masculine and feminine energy. And it's not that you quote unquote won or didn't win because if you're in a relationship to win, you probably should get out of that relationship. Yeah. And they're triggering something in you and they're always making you mad. Let me tell you, it's not them. It's you. Right. Everything originates with, from within. Remember everything outside of us is neutral. You give it meaning. So whatever that person is bringing up in you is just something from your past or something in there that's setting you off and emotionally. 
-hmm. So that's where part of the inner work and the mindfulness comes to a journal practice of they said this and it made me feel this way. Why is that? Right. Why did that start to come up in me? And really start to look at these different pieces of our lives and pieces of our puzzle because how we do one thing tends to be how we do a lot of other things. So if you want to start solving a lot of these things or understanding them, fix one little area and it's going to start showing up in some other areas. Mm -hmm. So when you start working out again and you, you show up consistently, you're like, dang, my business is going great. You know, my relationship is great. It's because you started showing up consistently in an area for yourself. And so now you're more productive in something else. Yes, yes, for sure. Your relationships and the way you communicate and the way you let people in and the way you can be vulnerable and open and honest and trust that what you're saying is um, rooted in truth and trust the other person that they're going to be there for you. They're going to be loyal. That's faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And where else does faith show up or where else does the lack of faith show up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where else does the lack of trust probably don't have a lot of deep trust for yourself if you have a lot of trust issues with a relationship or with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. I could talk to you forever about all of this, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if you have another appointment later, so I don't want to keep you too long. I want to be respectful of your time too. Um, well, is there anything left? Um, what are you working on currently or what's your biggest passion right now with your business? And can you talk about that and also where everyone can find you so they can go follow you and join your group too. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I'll just start with where people can follow me and then I'll just share some different things that I have going on. Um, Instagram is the best. I pretty much show up on there every day. I'm very real and I kind of go behind the scenes and give a lot of just talk real. So that's, I am Amanda underscore Amanda Silvis. Um, because of, for some reason, every combination of Amanda Silvis was taken. <laughs> so it's I am underscore Amanda Silvis. My website's amandasilvis.com. And if you just go to the link in my bio, it pulls up everything. So it's just, it's easy peasy just to go there. I have a free self-awareness starter kit. If you're wanting to deeper discover who you are, if you're wanting to kind of uncover some roadblocks or you feel lost or stuck in transition, I have a, basically a five-day mini course, completely free. I walk you through one step a day to help you start living more purpose-driven. There's some worksheets, some videos, and audio in there as well, and that's completely free. Um, AmandaSilvis.com forward slash starter kit, but again, the link's in my bio. So just go there. It's one-stop shop. Um, I have an event coming up with my husband, but we're always doing events and workshops. So again... The links in my bio. So whatever I have going on is there. I'm not sure when this episode goes live, but I'm going to be doing a few live masterclasses mm-hmm. about like um, three life-changing secrets to help you breaking old patterns and start living in a more positive, fulfilling life. So that masterclass is free and I'm doing live ones. So depending on when this goes live, that'll be the beginning of November. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm always doing something. I'm always on to something new and um, as it relates to self-love and just providing more resources and opportunities for people to get the education to be able to provide the transformation that they're looking for. Because it's not just a temporary fix that I do. I teach you how to fish in essence. I'm not interested in feeding you for a day and constantly giving you a fish and be like, oh, here you go. That's great. Now come back. No. I want to teach you how to fish and help you with these things so that way 
you've, you have the tools and when things come up again, you've got the tools again to revisit them and work them through your, on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's exactly how, you know, I've been promoting my Bali retreat. You know, this isn't just a go to Bali, have fun and sit around doing yoga and talking about money and then go home and let every, your environment totally like unravel you, right? <laughs> it's, it's completely setting you up to go home with all the tools that you need because I don't know, I don't know about you. I have a feeling I do know, but <laughs> my goal is that, you know, my clients come to me, I give them solutions and then it works so well that then they need those solutions again, but they, you know, because they're going to up level again, right? So say they want to get to six figures and then, you know, multiple six figures and then the next level, next level or whatever that might be and however long or short it might take them. But the point of all these techniques is that you're able to model them and to use them over and over again throughout your life. And once you have them once, you really probably won't need us as much anymore. <laughs> but the good thing is that you'll have everything you need in your pocket and within you and especially the confidence, you know, because you've done it before and you're, you know, is it confidence versus, oh Lord, I don't know the word. It was another C word, but <laughs> competence. That's what it is. So, uh oh. Oh, there we are. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Was what I was saying that boring? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So like you leave with the, the competence, right? You know, you become competent at using all these techniques. You have the confidence to continue on throughout life with them. So I love that. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, definitely all of your information is going to be in the show notes. So go check out Amanda, go see what she's up to, follow her, join her group, um, join her, her events. Who knows? You might see me there too. So, <laughs> so all right. thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed this. I know we can talk forever. And yeah. Like we just had just more of a conversational girl talk and that's what I love the most. Yeah. Oh, me too. I love it. So Thank you so much, Amanda, and um, everyone have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you so much for choosing to push play on another episode of the Makeover Your Mindset podcast. If you absolutely loved today's episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode, put it on Instagram, tag me, and let me know what's working for you. I absolutely love hearing from each and every one of you, and I love being able to bring this podcast to you on a weekly basis. Also, please take a minute if you're loving the podcast and leave a rating and a review. I absolutely love each and every review that's been put on iTunes. Uh, they help us reach more people, help more people find out about the Makeover Your Mindset podcast, and keep the good stuff coming to you. Thanks again so much. I love you all and I look forward to meeting here again next week.